Welcome to another version of the Syracuse Sports Podcast. I'm Brent Axe. For the Syracuse University basketball team, the question now becomes, are you rooting for next month or next year? We'll discuss. Plus, we'll catch up with Kathleen Polito, who is the Olympic media liaison to the Jamaican bobsled team. The Nottingham and Syracuse University grad will be in South Korea for the Olympics next week and will handle media and so much more for one of the most sought-after teams at the Olympics. Plus, we pay tribute to one of the longest-running sports talk shows in Syracuse, New York, that's come to a close. Hey, Syracuse family, here's another family you'll love, the Rap family at the Bill Rap Superstore. These die-hard Syracuse fans have kept our community driving for more than 60 years thanks to game-winning deals on new and pre-owned vehicles. Now, the Rapp family can't guarantee that every new vehicle comes in orange, but they do guarantee 100% satisfaction. Bleed orange, save green at the Bill Rapp Superstore, where you always get a great deal, and it's always the smart choice. Shop online at BillRapp.com. Next month or next year? That's what it's come down to, Syracuse University basketball fans. Our offense is terrible. It's been terrible all year. If if we're not 14, how many teams are in this league? 15? I think we're 14. We're lucky there's one team worse than us offensively. We've had an occasional game or two here and there, but it's not many. It's, It's a struggle for us to score. Wow, what a loss Syracuse had against Georgia Tech. 55-51 to Wednesday night in Atlanta. Clearly the worst offensive performance of the season for the Orns, who shot 15-50 of for 30%. So Syracuse, a team that has been great on defense, has been great on rebounding, has been great at the grunt work all year long, now finds itself in a pretty precarious position as we flip to February, and Joe Lenardi and his bracketologies will become a regular part of our lives. Do you believe in next month? Do you still believe the Orange can get to March Madness? Do you still think they can navigate their way through Virginia, Louisville, Duke, North Carolina, Miami, Florida State, and all the teams that Syracuse will have a sore neck from by looking up in the ACC standings? Can they overcome just having seven scholarship players available to them? Can they overcome bad offensive nights? Wednesday was kind of an extreme one way. But as we know, like a hippie that never left Woodstock, Syracuse has been stuck in the 60s this year. So it's either next month or it's next year. If Syracuse doesn't make the tournament this year, it'll conclude a pretty interesting run. In 2015, Syracuse went 18-13 and and did not make the tournament by their own hand due to NCAA sanctions. In 2016, Syracuse finished 19-13 and and went to the Final Four. In 2017, Syracuse finished 18-14 and and bowed out of the NIT thanks to Old Miss. If Syracuse misses the tournament this year, there is one glimmer of hope. Cubs fans know the expression well, at least they used to before they won the World Series. Wait till next year. Oh, next year. When Syracuse goes from depleted to deep. Reinforcements are on the way, Syracuse fans. Four-star guard Jalen Carey. Darius Basley, one of the highest recruited players Syracuse has had since Carmelo Anthony. Buddy Beheim, Elijah Hughes, who is here, but is stuck on the bench as a transfer. Not to mention, as every day goes by, and I wrote about this on Syracuse.com this week, talking to the scout who knows, 
it's more and more likely that Tyus Battle will be on this roster in Syracuse next year and not an NBA roster or a G League roster or a professional roster at all. Add in Frank Howard. Add in Howard Washington recovering from injury. Jim Beheim telling me today it's going to take about five or six months for Howard to recover from his leg injury suffered at practice earlier this week. O'Shea Brissett, Matthew Moyer, Merrick Doljai, Barama Sidibe, and Pascal Chukwu, all a year older, wiser, and better. Next month or next year? No one's packing at home now. It's February 1st. But at some point, Syracuse fans are going to have to make that choice, whether they believe this team can still do damage next month, or if it is time to just wait till next year. My conversation with Syracuse native Kathleen Polito, the Olympic media liaison for the Jamaican bobsled team, is coming up. But first, this word from Bill Rapp. You guys, we made it. It's February. Did you pay off the holiday bills? Are you saying, wait, I can do this. I need a new car. I need a pre-owned car. This is something I can get done in 2018. Well, get on over to the Bill Rapp Superstore. See my guys Brian and Bruce Rapp, who bleed orange, by the way. They'll talk some Syracuse hoops with you as you celebrate the season with slam dunk deals on Subarus, Buicks, GMCs, plus they have live market pricing on pre-owned vehicles. I don't know what that is, but they do. That's why you got to go talk to them about it. It's an all-star shopping experience. All the basketball puns, everybody. All the basketball puns. You can get credit approved, you can get value on your trade, and calculate your payments online. Do that at Bill Rapp. You drive to the net with Jim Beheim. you drive home a deal at the Bill Rapp Superstore. More basketball puns. Always a great deal. Always the smart choice. Go see Brian and Bruce at the Bill Rapp Superstore. So Kathleen, uh, I want to get this right. You are the Olympic media liaison officer for the Jamaican bobsled team. That is one of my many roles that I play for the team. Actually, I started out doing just their social media and uh, then I found out I have a knack for sponsorships. Um, and then slowly it just rolled into PR and road trips and things like that. And um, and then they asked me to be their Olympic media liaison. And I'm really excited. It's, it's a dream come true, to be honest. So you brought it up there. You wear, it seems like you wear a lot of hats. you got to fundraise. you got to do media. You've got to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, How, how are you juggling everything as, as we get closer and closer to the start of the games? You know, I'm not sure if I sleep, when I sleep, I think my brain never turns off. I think it's just a constant state of hyper-awareness. I'm quite sure I even dream of what I have to do the next day. So Kathleen, everybody knows this team from Cool Runnings, right? The Jamaican bobsled team, and it kind of started from there and built up. But let's circle back on that. What is the Jamaican bobsled team these days? How successful have they been? Do they have a shot in these Olympics? Take us beyond cool runnings. Like, what what is this team now in, in 2018? Well, we all know cool runnings started in 1988. They made their debut in Calgary. Um, you know, they, they weren't taken very seriously, although they were serious competitors. And over the last 30 years, they've really grown the program. Um, due to lack of funding, some years were less successful than others. Um, you know, of course, the more money you put behind a sport and its athletes and the support staff and, you know, even things like equipment and nutrition and, and all of that goes into performance. So some years were leaner than others. Um, last year was really lean. 
actually we broke down on the side of the road in uh calgary wow lucky for us it's our home away from home so they still so train there we do yeah nice. that's that's kind of like our our home track calgary and lake placid are where we train um obviously there's not a lot of snow in jamaica so <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> um so last year we did a bunch of fundraising. We got a lot of media attention, specifically off of Twitter. The Calgary community really came together and rallied behind us, and um, we were able to grab some sponsors as well. Uh, so last year, I don't know if you know this, but we were traveling without a coach. Our athletes, Olympians, were traveling without any staff whatsoever. Wow. It was just on their own, and you can imagine the the kind of stress that can happen in between you know, competitive athletes and, and one kind of has to take the lead and sort of be the leader. Wasn't so that like a bad news bear? Remember the bad news bears when they drove to Houston that time? They didn't I have do. a coach? Yep. Sounds just like that. Wow. How did they get through that? It is. Um, you know, just perseverance. You know, these are true competitors, real athletes, and they will find a way. Um, I was talking to a coach I ran into up in Lake Placid for one of the races. She was working for Brazil. She was seeing what I was doing for Jamaica and able to get for Jamaica. She said, oh, you got to come work for Brazil. Come work for Brazil. And I was like, oh, you know, well, you know, I'm kind of committed to Jamaica, but maybe I can do both. Turns out I ended up stealing her. <laughs> now she's the high performance director for Jamaica Bobsled. And we have a coach, Sandra Kuras, who is a, a past Olympian, um, who's our driving coach. And, of course, we have a lot of the 1988 Olympians or past yeah, no, Olympians from 1988, helping out with the team. Chris Stokes is now the president of the Federation. Uh, Devin Harris does a lot of the fundraising. Um, who else? We have Tal Stokes also, which is Chris's brother. He actually follows the women around. He's in Germany right now. We actually had a visit with Puma, which was really exciting. I hear the girls went on a giant shopping spree, so I'm a little <laughs> bit jealous. <laughs> but I hear they packed some stuff away for me, so... Uh, I'm really excited um, to get over the Olympics. So you get to South Korea, and do you stay in the Olympic Village? Like, how is this going to work? Do you stay with the athletes, or, or so what's the I, process? Once you land and get to work, how's that? Uh, from what you know at this point, how's that going to go? Once I land, provided I'm uh, not a complete zombie when I walk <laughs> off the... Um, I have a lot of plans. We have a bunch of press conferences. Of course, you know, everyone's favorite second team is Jamaica. You know, we, we just bring excitement to the sport and um, everyone wants a piece of Jamaica. So it makes my job 10 times easier um, just because the excitement is there. So we have a lot of requests for taping and filming. Um, you know, we try and protect our athletes at that point. Any stress really does affect their performance. So I kind of take on every single email, every single phone call, um, and do all the groundwork and, um, you know, just kind of pace, you know, it's, it's all about pace there, right? You said it, they're everybody's second favorite team. Yes. Everybody loves an underdog. Yep. The Olympics produce so many of these great stories. Yep. You got a shot here? We have a great shot. So this year is the 30th anniversary of the men's debut in Calgary. This year we're debuting the women's team. On the 30th anniversary. Very excited. I mean, I get chills every single time I say it. And we have a fantastic driver, Jasmine Fenilator. Uh, She came aboard, and she's been with us since 2015. Our two brake women, last year Carrie Russell joined. She was a track star back in Jamaica. And this year we have Audra Segree, 
So these women have just picked up the sport. They've hit the ice running, so to speak, and uh, we have a great shot. And the World Cup, Jasmine came in seventh in one of our races. A couple minor tweaks. I mean, it's, Brent, it's as simple as, you know, one tiny little movement of your body, one arm swing, one slip on the ice is a matter of a tenth of a second, and you can win or lose the race by a tenth of a second. It's incredible to watch, and it's definitely one of those things that when it comes around every year, you can't flip by the bobsled. Mm -hmm. You can't flip by the luge. You can't flip by the skeleton, and you said it. They say sports is a game of inches, but in your case, it's a game of tenths of inches, and and I mean, just the, the, the timing of it is incredible to watch. So I'm curious how... We're connecting a lot of dots on the map here. So you're a Syracuse grad. I am. Right? Born and raised in Syracuse, Born and raised in Syracuse. Went to Nottingham, correct? I did. So you're representing the Jamaican bobsled team, so let's draw a line there, and going to (laughs) South Korea. And this all started on Twitter, right? It did. It did. Actually, um, I I have a love of Twitter. You know, I, I find it easier to get the information that you're looking for and to connect with people that, you know, you might not other wise connect with. So I just happened to be on there doing my thing and the right person saw me. The right person saw me. He was consulting for Jamaica. He said, you need to hire this girl. And it was a done deal. And it's really just, it's snowballed from there. And, you know, I I think if you have a passion for what you do and you really, really love what you do, it just, it it falls into place. And uh, I'm, I'm so lucky. After an incredible run of nearly 16 years, the longest-running sports talk radio partnership in Syracuse has come to a close. Shortly before noon on Thursday, Bud Poliquin, longtime Post Standard columnist, signed off the airwaves of the Score 1260 in Syracuse for the last time. And just like that, Bud and the Manchild was over. Whether it was that familiar theme song, Hey, 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 the passionate banter between Bud and the Manchild, Jim Lurch, the big-name guests, or the familiar voices of callers like Stephen North Syracuse or Scooter in Jamesville, Lurch and Poliquin entertain sports fans every weekday, 10 a.m. to noon, in a style all their own, on three different radio stations, Sports Radio 620 WHEN, The Score 1260, and ESPN Radio Syracuse. Godspeed to Arthur Bud Poliquin on his next adventure, maybe someday. He'll tell us just exactly what a whiz-bang is. Thanks for listening to the Syracuse Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe in iTunes and look for us on Apple Podcasts to get the latest delivered right to your phone, iPad, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Brent Adams. We'll talk to you next time.